Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad Can We Talk. I am your host, Anthony Ray, and this is episode 111 of Dad Can We Talk. Man, we are rolling, we are rolling, we are rolling. Got a lot of stuff going on these, in these next few months, but man, I got some great interviews coming for you guys, man. Uh, I just want y'all to stay tuned. I appreciate all the support that I've been getting, uh, all the great feedback that we've been getting uh, from a lot of the stories from some of the dads that have been coming on the podcast, man. And you know, for me, um, that's a big thing, you know, to be able to, to just hear uh, how people feel. And um, that's something that keeps me going. And uh, I'm just trying to continue to keep it pushing, man. You know, I it's not an easy task, if I can say the least. It's not an easy task to continue to uh, stay consistent with it. But uh, I'm pushing, you know, I'm definitely pushing. Uh, I know this is a great work. And I just believe that our stories are important to the world. So um, I'll do everything in my power to continue to keep this thing going. And um, we're going to continue to tell the story of fatherhood from our perspective. That's, that's always been the goal. That's the goal from the beginning. And that's the goal right now. We're telling our stories from our perspective. And um, before we get started on today, same thing like always, man. I need y'all to go to the YouTube channel at Dad Can We Talk and subscribe to the channel. Um, I've been getting a lot of people actually going and subscribing. So thank you to everyone that has done that, man. It helps me out tremendously. I cannot uh, say how much that helps the podcast. That's like the biggest thing to help the podcast grow. So uh, yeah, we're going to continue to. Um, I need y'all to continue to do that and I'll continue to do my part and uh, continue to get these stories out to the world. So without further ado, man, you know, today I'm with a dad that I've been, um, I couldn't wait for this one right here, man. You know, I, I had a friend reach out to me and he told me that he he think that this guy would be a great guest. And I was like, Man, do not tempt me with a good time. You know, you know I love stuff like this. So uh, I reached out to him and um, here we are today. So I, I am excited to hear his story. And um, I know he has some great stuff going on. I've been checking out his page and uh, I'm definitely ready to hear about this proud father's thing. So uh, yeah, man, y'all, welcome to the show. My man, Dan Brinson, fourth. How you doing, my man? What's going on, brother, man? Uh, definitely happy to uh, be here, man. And uh, more importantly, uh, love the initiative that you got going on. Um, anything fatherhood, anything fathers, anything dad related, um, I'm locked in always. Um, and so uh, definitely happy and proud to see what you have going on. And uh, in any way that I'm able to play a part, I'm here now and it will always be because this is not um, a temporary involvement, right? Fatherhood, being a dad, that's a lifetime commitment. And so this is an ongoing thing um, as it relates to what it is that you're doing, what it is what it is that I'm doing, and um, happy to be here, bro. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Y'all heard it. Heard what he said. It's a lifetime thing. This thing ain't, you know, something that you do for three months or six months or, or, or 10 years or 18 years. It's forever. 
you know, once you're a dad, you're a dad. So uh, this is a work that honestly, I don't never see myself stopping. You know what I mean? It's just, it's dad stuff, you know? And yeah, I ain't gonna never be, a, not be a dad for the rest of my life. So uh, same as with my brother here, man. But hey, man, the way we, we start the podcast off the same way every time. So we're gonna stick to that today. So my first question for you is, um, Talk about your relationship with your dad. Oh man, um, jumping right into it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so listen, man. Um, I wouldn't call my my relationship with my father unorthodox. Um, it's one of those, unfortunately, um, if I'm speaking from a demographical standpoint, my relationship with my father is one of those things where, hey, my mom and my dad had a great relationship. Um, they were married for 21 years. Uh, they were married when they had me, and so um, between birth all the way up until about age 10, my parents were together, um, and so thereafter, my mom and dad divorced, uh, that transition, you know, mom and dad kind of being on hockey terms, our relationship just wasn't the best. A younger boy, I'm trying to figure out why dad left my mom, why did he leave us, the questions right in my head, not understanding that there's a little more uh, dynamics that plays into that, that was all I knew, right? And so growing up, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say growing up without my father, but growing up not having the presence that I desired, wrong, right, or indifferent, whatever my father's reasons were. And I'm happy to say on the on the on this side now, older, wiser, having created a great relationship with my father, asking some of those hard questions, getting an understanding um, of what happened, why it happened, um, and just hearing his side, our relationship is 12 times better. So mm -hmm. speaking now as an adult, my my uh, relationship with my father is great. I have a great relationship with my father. Growing up, I took all the positive things that I could from my father. My dad was never without a job, hardworking man. When he was in the home, he took care of his kids. And so that idea of what a dad was, I kept that with me while also still being, feeling hurt and feeling, uh, I mean, we're going to use the word abandoned. I felt like in my little head um, as a young boy, I felt like dad abandoned me. But there was, again, more at play and so taking all that into consideration growing up without my father at least within the home when i lived with my mother you know it was a hard thing to 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 toggle uh and so it's just some of the things that i do now with my kids and you know just making certain that i'm actively present um no matter what you know i'm i'm my own man my dad was his own man he did the best he could he did what he know he knew how far as far as being a father and so now as I transition or I've transitioned to fatherhood, that's the things that I keep. I chew up the meat, spit out the bones of me and my dad's relationship. Um, and, and so that's that's where I'm at with it. So one of the things that I always like to leave with is it's never too late to rekindle, restore, enhance your relationship with your father. And so that's definitely my story. Um, looking at just my entire life, I would say between the ages of 10 and 16, maybe 17, I long for like a, I want my dad every day type of relationship. Didn't necessarily have it, but I knew dad loved me. I knew there was, you know, there was always that place for him, but we just didn't have that ideal relationship, at least for what I wanted as a kid. But I was able to rekindle that, restore that. We were able to work through that. And I have that now, the wisdom that I long for, the conversation that I long for. I mean, there was times my daddy was calling me too much, not to say, you know, but it was just that joy, that peace that came from us working things out. He was calling me almost every day. I started my morning with dad on the line as an adult. You know, that made me feel good as a man. 
that made me feel good. And so, yes, our relationship now uh, is definitely um, solid. That's my dude. I'm actually, that's my namesake or I'm his namesake. And uh, now I have my namesake. Um, Lenny is still going. I'm Dan Brinson the fourth. My dad is Dan Brinson the third. And my son is Dan Brinson the fifth. Yeah. Okay. Represent, baby. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, you know, uh, something you said that I really love, you know, you said as you became an adult, you know, um, I think at times when we do, when we grow up like that, and I was in that same position where growing up, I mean, I didn't have my dad in the home ever, but um, I did know him and stuff. But as I got older, you know, and I, I became an adult and especially when I became a dad and I went back and had those conversations with my dad, man, I have so much of a greater understanding for what, men go through just in general um uh, it allowed me to forgive my dad in a sense you know like a little bit. still don't agree with a lot of the, the uh decisions he made but it allows me to look at him from a different lens and i think a lot of people you know a, a lot of men, young men uh like you said you know when we're in those teenage years and we really are longing for that closeness with our dads uh, especially when we don't have that, it could uh, create like a resentment within us. But Absolutely. once you're older and you and you have like once you have your own kids and you see the uh, the struggle, even uh, once you start having relationships uh, and you see the how hard it is, especially when you're married. Absolutely, um, man, and, and you see just how tough it is uh, to be a husband and to be a dad and to be all that we're called to be man, this life is difficult. And, you know, you understand certain situations that people might make at times. And, you, you know, it just, it, it softens up, us up to look at our parents in a different way. Like, absolutely, I can understand the decision you made. You know, I might not agree with it, but I do understand that. So I love when you say that, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, you know, not even to kind of beat on that, it's more so, life, you know, life, the best teacher. Right. Um, and so life, like you, like you've already alluded to, man, uh, life really allowed me to show more grace, um, approach things with my own perspective and just really just having an open mind around how other people did things. We don't do things the same while, you know, I'm carrying my father's DNA. And sometimes I go around older family members and I, even things that I'm doing it. Well, you are the spitting image of your father. It's like we're 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 built with a certain you know makeup and like we can't get away from that. But what we can do is allow the the positive and the negative experiences in life to shape the way we move, the way we function, the way we think. Um, and I think that's the beauty of fatherhood, and that's the beauty of life itself. You know, we have the opportunity to look back and say, "I didn't like that. I didn't like what how this made me feel, or I didn't like you know this experience that I went through." But here's my opportunity to take that, learn from that, um, eat on that, and then do better or enhance it. And so that's, you know, having that grace with my father allowed me to do that. And again, taking those things that I know was nobody can ever take from my father, whether you like him or not, man was a hardworking man. He's a grinder. I got that from him. You know, that's something that I, I hold to, you know, too close to the chest. Even when there were situations where, dang, I need my dad or I wish I had dad around, there were things that I know I saw him do 
that I was able to emulate and it worked out in the favor. So it's like, even if our fathers weren't there, we had to learn how to adapt um, and, and, and take things from, you know, what we thought it was to be a man, what we thought, but that's everyone, right? Even with men who had their father in the home, we're still all finding our own way. We're still trying to learn from, you know, the things that our parents are teaching us, the things they try to teach us because everybody goes their own journey, right? And so, like you said, learning from what my, uh, your father and your mom said, did, went through, same with my parents, now being a husband and a father, it's hard. You know, and I know when, if, if me and my wife argue or fight or we don't have healthy communication in front of the kids, just the same. It could impact them rather negatively or positively. And so just thinking about that and, you know, when, if things wasn't to work in any one home, that those things greatly affect the children. But sometimes that may have been what needed to be done or the, the lesser of two evils, right? No broken home is good, but no... No, no home with unhealthy relationship or if a man and a woman no longer loves each other and they're not able to show that to the kids, hey, that may be what one deems an irreconcilable difference. But you know, that's something that we, again, have the power, we have the, the economy and we have the free will to make those decisions. And so taking all that into consideration, man, you definitely are able to, to give a lot more grace uh, and a lot more clarity comes with that. So. My dad did what he felt he needed to do. My mom did what she felt she needed to do. They're both still here with me now. And for that, I'm thankful and love them both the same. Um, you know, with, you know, my mom being my baby, that's my rock. I am a mama's boy at heart. But hey, mom. <laughs> them calls, them calls from them parents, no matter what, G, um, it's always a blessing. And so when you actually look at the bigger picture, um, some things it's just, it's not even worth even uh, holding on to. And that when that load is lighter, able to love with a lot more genuine um, uh, vibes and so that's what I appreciate most from my relationship with my, my dad particularly but of course my mom that's a it's not even a discussion that's my baby <laughs> yes uh, man shout out to all the great moms out there man you know I know we talk fatherhood all the time on here but man we love the mamas we absolutely love and we need y'all to know that. So for all the moms out there that do support, it's a lot of moms that support dad. Can we talk, man? We love y'all. We're thankful for y'all also. So uh, y'all, man, y'all, I've been saying it for years. Man, we got to get a mom. Can we talk going, man? We got to get this for y'all, you know? <laughs> but, Absolutely. Uh, man, I, I, want, I want you to talk about some of the, what are some of the most valuable lessons that you learned from your dad? Oh, man. Uh I actually touched on some of them already, but man, <laughs> as a man now, like being able to talk with pops, uh, all liquor, no chaser, he give it to me how it comes out. Um, it's not filtered. Uh, and, and, and being able to take those lessons now as a man, and sometimes they're immediately applicable to my own life or my own situations, you know, case in point. Uh, you know, he's always drove on the point, uh, the point, especially, you know, having experience in relationships and, you know, being married uh, more than once. Uh, that's one thing I can't say about Pops. He's always been married. He's never been just kind of in the street. Not, that ain't his MO. So just with that, like, you know, you, if you find a woman and you, and you, and you believe you love her, you know, and, and, and you guys are able to be, become one as a team and, and as a unit and more importantly, taking her before God, 
you know, you marry that way, right? And so uh, above all, none of us are perfect. My father's not perfect. I'm not perfect. But to see that was one of the things that he always practiced, you know, broken marriages, whatever we want to call it, didn't work out, such as life, you know, that's, you know, it happens. One of the things I was been able to take away is if he loved a woman, he married her. You know, it was never, oh, this is my girl, my little lady on the side or whatever the case, it was his wife. Pops always had a wife, you know, that for, for as long as I've known him, he's had, he's had a wife and, and longevity. It was never no bounce around. You know, he loved the woman as, as, as long and as much as he could. If things didn't go work out, you know, hey, he moved on, but he was married. He married the woman, right? Um, and so uh, being married now, that's definitely my devotion um, and my commitment to my, my wife is to, to continue to continuously get up every day and fight for our love, fight for our marriage, um, and, and being able to take those nuggets that I have now. Like hearing my dad say some of the things he said, you know, at the end of this life, no matter what you go through, no matter what you obtain, if you don't have nobody to share it with, or you don't have a companion, um, or you don't have a, you know, a legacy, a lot of these things really don't mean anything. You know, you can, you can, you can gain all these different things in the world, but you'll feel empty if you don't have that special someone to share it with. Um, so just having those types of conversations with him, the importance of taking care of the, you know, uh, my dad brought home the bacon, you know, and every aspect of the world when he was a grinder, you know, that, that man stayed working. He was, a, he was a grinder, you know. And so sometimes that time that, you know, one father may want to be there for their kid, giving yourself grace and understanding that while we want to be everywhere at every, you know, turn, sometimes it's just not possible. And why it's not possible? Because a man is a provider first. And so if I have to make some sacrifices for the family, and, and, and be at, at work a little later than normal on any one day to be able to give yourself grace. Um, that's another nugget that I took from, from Pops, you know, and understanding, yeah, I want to make the games. I want to make the, 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 the school event. I want to be there in the stands no, no matter where you are. But at the end of the day, sometimes we just can't make it. Um, but the, the reality of that is, is always ensuring that your kids know you love them, you're proud of them, and of course, that effort, you know, kids also know our effort. Communication goes a long way. Having that open line of communication goes a long way. Another nugget that I've been able to take from pops, you know, talk with your children, know what's really on their mind, you know, you know, pick up the phone, talk with them. You know, in my case, my kids being younger, they're all in the, in the house. Sometimes just that one conversation or that one phone call might change the course of one of your children's day. Um, and so, hearing pops be able to kind of really say literally oh you was my first call or my last call i'm gonna talk to all my kids today um i know how y'all doing and at the at the bare at the bare bone of it you're, you're breathing you, you picked up the phone and you know daddy loves you and so sometimes like we don't really think about how important just those little nudges be man like communication just sometimes i don't need anything i'm not i'm just really calling to see how you're doing are you okay? Cool. All, and like, there's been calls where it was like 30 seconds, but that 30 seconds done a, a, a whole deal for my entire the course of my day. What's going on, son? Good morning. How you doing? Cool. What's up, pop? Nothing? All is well? Yes, sir. All is well. Getting ready to head to work. I saw I ain't want nothing. Have a good day. Love you. Bye. Boom. That right there done set the trajectory of my entire day, and it took all of one minute. 
You know what I'm saying? So taking those types of, of practices, you know, in his elder age now, a lot more, he's a lot more slowed down. He's, he's, he, he thinks, you know, and you, you can't, you can't, you can't take that for granted, man. When somebody got time to just slow down, look at life for what it is, think about 65, 70 years of experience and be able to pull from that, those buckets and then drop it into you. That's, that's where those game changers come. Um, and so thinking about those different gems that continues to come um, along the way, I'm grateful for each, every one of them. But um, if I had to put a few um, at the forefront, it would definitely be, you know, being a provider for the home, um, showing your, your children unconditional and genuine love always, um, keeping an open line of communication, uh, and more importantly, um, making certain that if you are with the mother, um, whether you're together or you're co-parenting, respect that lady, uh, respect that, that your spouse, and make certain that your kids are able to continuously see that um, because that does a great deal for them. That does a great deal for your partner or, you know, if you're co-parenting, that does a great deal for the mother and everybody wins. Um, nobody wins when the family feud, right? Um, and that's one of the things that he, he, he continues to drive home. Nobody wins when the family feuds. Uh, and so when you are showing healthy communication and you're loving on each other from a genuine way, in a genuine way, everybody wins. And so those are some of those gems that I would definitely say I've been able to draw from Pops. Mm. Man, listen, bro, you just said something that you brought something to my mind. You said it's almost like your pop slow, like as he's um, grown in age and wisdom, he's slowed down. And it makes me think of a, of a sports reference, uh, especially basketball. You know, they talk about, you know, the, the greats, the LeBron Jameses, the, the Steph Currys, the the Kobe Bryant's, they talk about how the game slows down for them as they mature in their sport. And that's like their advantage because they're able to see things, you know, like you think about when you're, you know, rookies coming in the league, the game is probably so fast to them, you know, and they're trying to think on their toes, they're making mistakes, they're here, they're there, they're all over the place. And even as a father, you think about, you know, those first few years, oh, shoot, I'm, I feel like I'm still in it. You know, my oldest is 10. Right. I feel like things are still fast for me. But yeah, absolutely. I, can, I can imagine, you know, 20, 30 years into it, you know, you've been a dad for 30 years and how life just kind of slows down for you and you can kind of see things as they come. Right. Um, and, you know, even for me right now, my life is slowed down more than what my kids are. So right now I'm able to see things that they can't see because of the experience that I that I have. And I can look at certain things, you know, even young men, you know, I talk with them in the community and stuff and I can see certain things like, bro, listen, I can see that a mile away. I, and, and I'm just telling you from experience, this right here is something that you're going to probably run into. I can see it because we've been there and we we, we saw different things and we've, we've had that experience. And you know, just you saying that just made me think like, wow, you know, and I think that's why it's so important to have a father or father figures people in your life that had their life has slowed down a little bit and can kind of show you, all right, you know, like for me tomorrow, I'll be on my 11th year of marriage. 
Blessings. And, uh, appreciate it. And so for me, I'm looking, you know, I always like to look to guys who've been in this thing a little longer than me to say, man, damn, bro, you know, this 9th, 10th, 11th year been difficult. How have you gotten to 20 years? How have you gotten to 25 years and 30 years? And they can give uh, give you insight on different things that, you know, like things that that we just we just don't see. And man, that that I believe that's one of those important things. You know, the more wisdom that we get, the more things slow down for us, and we can like really catch stuff before it happens. And I think a lot of, uh, especially in marriage, uh, a lot of things happen. You know, uh, when you go through those difficult uh, seasons of life, a lot of it is because life is moving so fast, and things just happen. It's like you and you and we say stuff like. Bro, we were just good last week. <laughs> right, right, right. And then it's like, how do we get here? Like, what happened? Because things are moving so fast. And it's not that it happened like that. We could, if we were actually paying attention and not moving so fast, we can see things before it happens. So, yeah, that's a super great point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Super great point, though, man. Uh, man, I saw, and then I saw a stat um, maybe two days ago. And the stat, it kind of caught me off guard. It said that 75% of our time we spend with our children and our lifetime will be spent by the time they're 12. Man, when I heard that stat, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And so, you know, like what you're saying, you know, we only have this window, this small window to where, you know, before our kids really start to coming to their own we gotta make an impact like as much as we can before their life just starts to take off and then we have only have the time for what you're talking about you know the the one minute two minute calls you know we gotta make a real impact you know early in the lives of our children so uh, how old are all your children well they are almost um perfectly uh gap by five years. So uh, my youngest, he's three now, he'll be four next month. Um, and then my middle boy, my namesake, he's nine. And then my daughter, she'll also be uh, 14. Wow, dang. <laughs> Sound funny saying it. She'll be 14 next month. So after, after June 13th, I'll have a four-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 14-year-old, all five years apart. Jeez. So man, what's that been like, you know, so you've been in the game for almost 14 years. What's that been like for you, especially raising a girl uh, and she's now into her teenage years, like what are some of the ways that you've been able to keep her reeled in? Wow, man. So it's listening to your, uh, your stat. I'm sitting here thinking like, <laughs> I can see it. You know, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about thinking about the time I've shared with my daughter now, right? Between the ages of, of, of birth to 12 years old. Like that was that was the one and only, that was my baby girl, like locked in. Wherever she was, that is also type vibe, right? Um, and so having her at a younger age, me and my wife now, um, we were 20. Um, so we were still trying to figure out life a little bit, right? A lot, right, actually. 
Um, and so in school, both of us are still in school. We're in college. Um, here we are. Uh, we're pregnant at, at, at 19, getting ready to have our daughter at 20. Um, but it was a dope, was such a dope vibe, man. It, of course, it, it, it challenged me and, 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 and caused me to mature a lot quicker than the norm. You know, I wasn't able to be on the same exact vibes as, you know, your, your, your single bachelor or, you know, your, your guy who's just out here and he's able to kind of really just move around and, and, and make mistakes. Brandon, I made my own share of mistakes as well, but, you know, now there's someone at the receiving end of those mistakes. So the stakes are higher, right? And every move that I make, it has to be calculated. You know, there's someone now who definitely without question relies and depends on my ability to put out, right? And so just kind of putting that all at the forefront, I, I made certain that I spent as much time as I possibly could uh, with my daughter and, you know, growing into my own, going, going through college, there was a lot of things that I had to say no to. Um, that's the baby girl, you know, my daughter, I have a daughter, you know, I couldn't make this or I pledged, you know, I joined a fraternity while raising my daughter. So the dynamics, you know, were, were she kind of, she was a part of those processes. Like she's seeing dad go through school, almost start to finish. Um, and so that was some, one of those things that I kind of used it to my advantage and as my strength, like my daughter grew up seeing what it was to be in school and to study, you know, all the way through when I, you know, started law school, she was, she would be in the library with me on days. I would bring her. That was, you know, one of my prized possessions. It's my baby. You know, when I think about quitting, when I think about giving up, this is who I think about, you know, above all other things that, of course, are important. My partner, my spouse, not letting her down, making sure she's good. Then, of course, came along my 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 nine-year-old. Um, he he that was that's my boy. I got my boy, right? I got my namesake. Everything that I've been through and everything that I've done. If I could make whatever he's going to go through easier, that's my commitment and my devotion to him. So it just changed the dynamics of my life and how I move. Um, and just really every day, just trying to make certain I'm the best that I can potentially and possibly be because there are people who are literally watching. They're wanting to do everything they see dad do. You know, even looking at my son, he's three, four now. You know, I'm in the house, I'm doing some things, I'm moving some things around and I just, he, he goes quiet. Four years old. Well, he'll be four next month, but he's three years old. And I'm just, where's my son? I go into the uh to the garage. He's in there on the treadmill. <laughs> Kid you not. And so I'm like, what, what are you doing? Um, he's like, working out. I'm getting strong, daddy. Got it on video and all, man. And so he didn't know I was watching him. So I'm watching him for about, you know, two or three minutes. Just literally in his own little world, like you alluded to, starting to become his own little person personality the whole nine so he's just in there he's like yeah i'm getting strong so you know that was a dope moment so i of course me i'm the dad that now i'm doing too much i'm extra i done ran up you know now i'm coaching him okay that's how you do it my boy yeah, 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 whatever. don't hurt my boy because i don't put the speed too fast he don't fail skip this <laughs> a little bit. um but in those moments man those are the things that truly define why we do what we do man and to to really be reminded that our kids see us, they need us, and they are trying to figure this life out just like we're doing by the guidance and the people that's put before them. So having pretty much a child at every age group, it's, it's difficult because it, it requires a lot of us. You know, you have a 
a, a, a VP care, up and coming VP care. You got an elementary kid going into the fourth grade, and then you have a middle school becoming a high schooler. So we got every dynamic in the middle school, middle schooler becoming a high schooler. She's a girl. So that's a whole nother facet of what this all looks like, right? And so it, it going back to your points, grace and understanding is difficult. Um, there's days my daughter, like, you know, being a dad and, and now being able to really truly be in tune with my feelings. There's days she's really hurt my feelings, bro. Like, <laughs> made, made me cry. I had to go in there and shed a real man tear. Like, I can't believe she tried me like this. Like, after everything I'm doing, right? You know, so, and they, like you said, man, they get older, they get their own state of mind, they got their own feelings. And so you have to really start to, 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 to tap into that because you, you can lose your babies in a sense, right? Not physically, but sometimes kids are with their parents, but they're not there. They're not happy for whatever reason. They don't feel heard. They don't feel seen. So like you said, from birth to about 12, that's that real, that's that real deal molding building, nurturing phase where you'll spend a lot of time with your kids. 13 on up, they ready to go hang out with their friends. They got sporting events. They think about driving. They got, you know, now they're in that phase where kids like them and they might like other kids and this person think I'm cute. And, you know, I, and, and, and I attribute some of those understandings and, and how I'm able to kind of approach with my daughter through my time in education, because before becoming a financial professional, I was an uh, education. I was an English teacher. I was an athletic coach. I was an athletic director. I did all of those different things. And um, I always reflect on what some of the kids would talk to me about that either made them uneasy or they weren't happy about. And it would all stem down to something in the home, something they felt they were lacking or not being able to talk to parents or dad not being there or maybe dad's working too much or like being able to really see from a kid's view and lens some of the things that they could change it what it would be and a lot of times it always came back to their relationship with their parents more particularly a lot of girls their relationship with their father whether it was really good or whether they really wished it was better um these are the things and the shifts that I've been able to see with my own children, um, and, and especially my daughter as she's becoming older. And so I've almost had to do not a 360, but I had to do a, an approach. Like I'm old school, we traditional, spread a rod, spoil a child, those good things. My kids grew up getting a spanking as needed. But as they've gotten older, it's 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 a different shift now. You, I'm not spanking a 13 year old. Like what? No. At this point, you need to learn healthy. You know, you need to learn a healthy uh, understanding on your interaction with men. Should no man be putting his hands on you, right? So it's like, what does that look like? Parenting looks different. Being a father looks different. When is how long is too long? You know, when do I transition to okay? I can't do too much, but really talk to you and guide you and and make you understand whether you make a bad decision. I'm here for you. I may not be happy about the decision you make, but I, I, I support you still. Um, and those are the shifts that we have to make as dads, especially those babies. Yeah, we, especially if you're the father and you're the authoritative figure in the home, the kids might fear you. That healthy balance of fear and respect and the rapport that you build with your children is important, right? But as they get older, now they also need to truly understand that I can go talk to my dad, period, no matter what whether I'm feeling down, whether I'm feeling upset, 
brother, I, I don't like something you said, dad. You know, I want my kids to be able to have that open line of communication and it be respectful, but it be authentic, you know? And so I, I reflect back on sometimes where nurturing that and building that with some with my kids and it kind of slapped me back in the face, but it was a reminder, this is what you want. And I give you an example. We were talking about something <laughs> and, my, and my son was like, well, dad, I swear to God, I, I even posted on Facebook because it, it took me back, man. I was taken aback by it. I was like, dad, well, um, I'm not telling you, I'm not calling you a liar um, about what you just said, but um, I'm just telling you that I disagree with what you're saying. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. All right, touche, my boy. Okay, so what you what, what are you saying, right? And so just, that's healthy. Mm. Teaching kids that they don't have to suppress everything. Teaching my kids that they don't have to hold everything in because this, man, it's tough out here, man. This, this world is treacherous enough. And so we don't feel like we can talk to the people that we love and look up to the most. There's a disconnect with that. Um, and so just kind of really thinking all of that through, uh, that's how I've kind of really shaped my relationship with each of my children. Um, my daughter taught me a lot about myself, a lot about life. Um, and, and of course, you know, we're never too young. They're never too young to teach us something. Um, and so be, being able to embrace that, um, it makes fatherhood that much more enjoyable because I am watching a little lady become a woman. I am watching two young, young little boys eventually become young men. And, and, and my joy and my, and my, my prayer and my pride in that is don't be like that. Be better than me. Take all of the things that I've poured into you and go, go, go win, go thrive, continue to generate and build the legacy that dad has been so, you know, gun hold about. Um, so I, I, I want to pass the torch. I want it to be become easier for me so that when I give it out to you, y'all, y'all keep going. Um, and so that's, that's how I've kind of really cultivated um, the relationships in, in the home. Um, and, and that's how I lean on like this day-to-day -day grind as a father. It's a lifetime commitment, man. You don't get no days off 24-7. Uh, it's, it's, it's what we do. Um, and it gets, sometimes it gets a little easier because when you've laid the foundation and you put the time and work, the kids are going to go their own ways, right? They're going to have their own frame of mind. But what mama used to always say, and I'm a Southern boy to my, to my heart, by and by, you understand me better. <laughs> and here I am, 33 years old. I'm still reflecting on things mom said when I was 15 or 16. Or some of my uncles said, uh, looking at different father figures, you know, my elder brother. Um, you know, the things that he poured into me. Like, we don't forget those things. We hold on to them. And those things cycle back around. Uh, we find ourselves doing things as an adult that was instilled in us or poured into us when we were younger. And so those are the things that we have to reflect because whether it's trauma and things that are not good to a child or something positive that we hold near and dear of one of our best childhood memories. And every adult, especially men, and I don't even want to say especially men, men and women, and, ev and every adult is, is, is a child who is, is trying to make certain that they were heard, loved, fulfilled, and seen. And so if you have an adult who's still dealing with childhood trauma issues, errors, that affects us as, a, as, as an older age. So we have to be delicate with our babies. We have to make certain that uh, we, we pour good stock into them. We have to make certain that we, we build what it is that they believe in um, and guide them because those are the things that when they no longer have to listen to us, 
those are the things that they'll keep near to the chest and um, use this guidance through their their overall life. Mm-mm-mm. This man just said a mouth. Oh boy, oh boy. I hope everybody out there that listens to that, I hope y'all was listening and paying attention. And if not, hit the rewind button about five minutes, man, and let that all soak in. So it was there's so much that I could I could just get from that. And um, there was something that you said in there, man, that is, man, you, you I can't wait for my babies to get home from school now. You know, because <laughs> I I got, I just, you know, I'm all, I, I'm a very, I'm big on self-reflection, man. I'm just thinking of, <clears throat> took me back to yesterday. Yesterday, we had our all right day, but I think I had a, a piece in my day yesterday where I kind of went off on my babies. And um, I, I'm always trying to work on being more delicate with them. But at times, and I'm, I'm just, like I say, stuff, you start moving fast and I'm tired and all this, and then something just clicked just like that. And I'm like, okay, that's the thing. That's the one. Well, I'm finna go off. Mm-hmm. And I said what I said, and I went in my room. When I went in my room, I heard them, you know, all three of them out in the living room. They were talking amongst each other, saying whatever they were saying. Daddy, man, he, he always gets mad about this. And he blames everything on us. Man. Just saying all the little stuff. And I'm like, I'm just sitting in the room kind of listening. I was going to come out here and say, huh, you said what? But no, I just sat and I listened. And I was like, I do be going off on my babies, like how we were just having this good day. And then that one thing just kind of took me over the edge for a quick second. And I went off and especially with my oldest, uh, she said something about a week ago after she got out of school, I asked her, you know, I was like, how was your day at school? She was like, not too good. I was like, why? She was like, our teacher was so upset with us today. You know, she was, she, um, I guess they were getting prepared for a test or whatever. And um, a lot of the people in the class, you know, a lot of the kids were getting the questions wrong. And she was like, every time someone got it wrong, the teacher was just upset. Like, come on, you guys know this. You got to know this. We went over this, you know, however many times. And she was like, she was just so upset. And, you know, she was acting like we're not humans. Like we're like, we're perfect, you know, and people aren't perfect. And, you know, and she was just, she was just so upset and she just, harping on that and as she was saying that I'm like dang I do that a lot with them and you know just thinking of myself and I'm like I do the same thing at times and I've been really trying to work on that a lot lately and then last night I had that lapse and I'm like ah I keep doing it man and you know I just think like sometimes I fear losing my babies um especially you know like my 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 son my youngest daughter you know they're seven and six right now a lot of stuff they're still they still don't understand Mm -hmm. they're not comprehending it like my 10 year old my 10 year old daughter and she is like and she she's she's smart man and she she pays attention she asks questions and she's just very very she i i find myself having to kind of watch conversations now Absolutely. People, absolutely. And attention, and she, like, I'll kind of look, and she's like side eyeing me the whole time, and I'm like, she's sitting here listening to my conversation. She's to that age now, 
and she understands, even though she might not understand the severity, I might just be talking about just regular life situations with a friend on the phone or something, but she's paying attention and she's soaking it all in. And so she's to that point now. And, um, you know, I, I'm just really trying to learn to just be so much more delicate, especially with her, because I'm like, man, I believe she's really close to that age to where I could potentially lose her. You know, she was my first baby and we've just always been close. Like she's probably like my closest child because especially because um, like in 2017, uh, we were homeless for like four, uh, five, four or five months. My wife and my two youngest babies had to go up to Chicago with some of her family. And uh, me and my oldest daughter stayed here with my mom. And so during those few months, you know, our bond just, it was already strong, but it just, she was the, what I could lean on in that time. And, you know, and it just continued throughout the years. And um, I see now a lot of the stuff that I say affects her. Like, and I believe it affects her to her core. And I, and I see it, I see it on her, you know, just spiritually, I can see it. Um, mentally, I, I, I know it affects her and she, and she's a, um, what you call an empath, you know, she, I believe she truly can feel, she feels things, man. And um, I'm just really trying to learn to, um, when you, when you talked about that delicacy, I believe it's just so important for us to be that in tune with our children, because, you know, it, I, that's a fear for me, um, being so harsh at times to the point to where I, she just shuts down. And, and I don't that, want that to continue, man. That's like a big fear for me, man. And and that's that's one of those uh that's those that's one of those uh beauties of fatherhood, man. We there's always room for improvement, right? There's always areas that we can reflect on and, and, and be better in. Um, and so having conversations, candid conversations like this, and being authentic and surrounding ourselves with like-minded men. Um, who are also, you know, killing it in fatherhood in their own right, and things, you know, got nuggets and gems that they they they're they're able to share, um, you know, to to what you're doing now, Dad. Can we talk? Sometimes it's something as powerful as a conversation can impact masses and, and, and allow um, and set the stage for someone to pick and pull some things that they know they may able be able to do better, or there may be some areas where they're killing it in and they're able to pass that down to the next person. Um, and so hearing you, you know, talk about that and me reflecting on what that truly looks like, that's that's just like that shift within parenthood um, and, and that delicacy and understanding that we were not perfect and reflecting back on my dad. That's a reminder that he wasn't perfect. You know, he was trying to figure it out. He was probably in his own head. How do I leave my my wife or how do we get a divorce? But I still be in tune with what they got going on and, and then also trying to balance a new relationship with you know new extended kids and that's why i tell anybody hey if you got you know kids outside or you're co-parenting while being a blessings to you love and light to you that that takes a special kind of person um because i just can only think within my own head and in my own space balancing my own household Seriously. you know 
now now I gotta balance another one over here. Maybe my wife or listen, my, my my partner has you know uh, a kid from a previous relationship. I have a kid from a. That's a lot of different dynamics that play into you know what parenthood looks like. You know, it's no universal thing. You know, and understanding that and being okay with that, parenthood, fatherhood, it's it's no universal approach to what this looks like because there's different setups there's different styles of parenting um you you know there's so many different um things that go into you know just being a parent man so we have to just continuously tell ourselves we're lifelong learners with parenthood fatherhood i'm always looking to be better do better and just kind of really nurturing those spaces that i know is going to be beneficial for my children now and of course in the future for them that's so real Man, how do you balance uh, work and life just in general? You know, uh, big thing in our time right now is, you know, we talk so much about mental health and taking care of yourself. But you also got these three kids who all individually need their own time and their own attention. And then you got this wife who also needs her time with you. and um then you got work and it's everything else that comes how do you balance all of that you know how do you how do you choose when and what to give time to how do you go about that in your life man i'll be honest um a few years back i i would say Time management was like one of the things that I know was an area of focus for me. People used to have this whole idea, this, this, this mantra about Dan. You know, Dan gonna be late. He's, but it was always no, I I learned there was a weakness. There was a weakness with myself where it wasn't necessarily, no, nah, we can call a spade a spade. Time management was at the front forefront of that because, and this was in my own head, I'm trying to be everywhere for everybody. Mm. Right. So that was actually serving to be a detriment to me because I would overcommit, you know, and then I would look back, especially before I started utilizing a calendar and really putting my life on a calendar. The calendar has been how to answer your question in a short um, answer. My calendar has balanced my entire life. And I'll go a little more into what that looked like. You know, you, if we're just going through life and I still think, I still think to the day, how did I get this far? just winging it, right? In terms of, oh, you got something going on Saturday? I'll be there. Cool, I can. I, I think I can make it. But not really putting it down nowhere. Just I'm just making a bunch of mental notes. I might go somewhere tomorrow and somebody say, oh yeah, bro, we got this going on, bring the family. Oh, in my head, great event, duh, with my kids and my wife, no brainer. Everybody, man, I ain't here really talk to my wife to see if she free. Yeah. Oh man, then boom, before you know it, Dan told. <laughs> 10 people, he going to be somewhere sometimes within the you know, same two, three-day frame. And it's like, right? Um, and, and so I continue to reflect, why am I always struggling to get somewhere? And it was because I was trying to go from here to here. And it wasn't no real lift. I didn't include travel time. I didn't include resetting, even with my meetings now. I didn't, you know, before when I first started as a, as a financial service professional, I didn't build time in realistic time frames in 
that gave me time to nurture everything that I committed to, i.e. if I had an hour-long meeting, right, I, I was not intentionally putting 30-minute blocks in there, whether it's to recap on notes, take a breather, go to the restroom, whatever I needed, I wasn't, you know, efficiently building out my time. And so I once I just looked at that. No wonder you running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You told your daughter you was going to be able to make this event, but you also told your client you were going to meet them for happy hour. But then you also told the wife that you can pick the kids up or the younger kids up. All of this is conf conflicting. Now you got to drop the ball on somebody somewhere. And it was bleeding to every facet of my life. You know, I was messing up with being somewhere from a kid. I was running late to a client meeting when realistically I wasn't, there was no way humanly possible. I was going to be able to do all of those things anyway. No, it's just, I can't, I can't be. Only person I know is omnipresence is God, right? That's the only person that could be multiple places at once. I was trying to be God. And I didn't even know it, right? So long story short, I put everything on my calendar. If it's on my calendar, it sticks. It's sacred. All the way down to building in my, uh, uh, my family time. My work, like my, my colleagues, my senior partner, my managing partner, they can see my calendar from sun up to sundown within reason. Of course, I have my personal calendar that I share with my family, but on like a generic basis, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., it says manly deeds. That's blocked out. That's family time. Whatever my baby's got going on, practice, dinner time, getting ready for bed, showering, time with the kids, the wife sitting at the table, that's blocked off. No, no one comes between that. And if there is an exception to the rule, I put it on the personal calendar and it's, you know, it sinks. They can, you know, kind of really see my day. Same with health. You know, I block out. The easiest, the easiest time frame to me, from my humble opinion, to focus on yourself is early and more very early in the morning when the world is asleep and the world is at peace. That's, you know, you hear a lot of these different successful people there. They, they rise at 4.30, they're the 5 a.m. guys, they're the 6 a.m. crew. That's what has worked for me. When I don't do that, it bleeds into the rest of my day. If I don't honor my calendar, it bleeds into the rest of my day. So I literally, meditation, working out, going for a job, dieting, what am I eating, my windows of eating, all of these things are on calendar. Right. Because we fail to realize that successful people, you know, and there's no universal definition of success, but successful people in their own right, celebrities, people who, you know, made it big, higher income earners. A lot of the things that we have to do ourselves, that's taken off their plate. Some people mm -hmm. don't really realize how impactful that is. If you could wake up and just focus solely on your craft and somebody is telling you pretty much or outlining what your day is going to look like, of course you can appear like Superman, i.e. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, Kevin Hartz. You know, granted, the work ethic and the discipline has to be there. That's You can't take that from them. But when someone is strategically building your day for you, for the most part, whether it's your executive assistant or you have an assistant, someone who plans your day out, you're not going to miss those things because they've already built it in there. Hey, we know you're supposed to be flying here to Louisiana. We know your son has a baseball game that you committed to that you're going to, we're going to make sure there's no conflict. We're going to make sure there's travel time. We're going to make sure you're black, you're blocked out for your wife's, your vacation with your wife, you know, next, next month, everything is spelled out. So when we think of work-life balance, 
from my humble opinion as a, a very involved dad um, and a busy you know entrepreneur your calendar almost has to govern how you move in in every facet of your life because those systems are put in place to help us think to make us efficient and to to, to hold us accountable i said i was going to be here at 7 30. i know my calendar is for my, my calendar is showing me travel time it takes me 30 minutes to get there by 7 25 or 7 20 10 minutes early if i don't build that in or if i don't adhere to that and have the discipline and the commitment that's an area where i drop the ball because everything realistically was set in place just like this meeting here on my calendar it was 12 noon but i know in order to have my lighting set up make certain internet is stable everything's good and we can jump right into it as soon as you, your screen pops on i needed to allot another 30 minutes so yes it started at 12 but i needed to be ready at 11 30. Mm. having that understanding around everything that we do um and, and kind of look like my brother he's he's a time management guru his idea his his mantra hurry up and wait if you hurry up and wait you're never late yeah. hurry up and wait you know and then you know you got these different military slogans and things things sayings that they say you know if you're on time you're late you know what i mean and so if you're earlier on time applying that and making that applicable to every facet of my life man, has been very beneficial it keeps peace it minimizes arguments it sets the stage for accountability and reliability and it makes you a person who who truly says what they say they mean what they say and they do what they say they're going to do and so it all blends together and so if you built that rapport with people on a personal side a business side family side your kids know that they can count on you i know dad say he can't make wednesday practice but he told me on his calendar that he'll be to my game on friday kids stick to it dad where were you they remember being able to have that commitment in every facet i have a meeting with you know i had a meeting with you that be able to say and you would rely that okay when i set a meeting with dan he's going to show uh, with my wife we say we're going to go on a date tomorrow we're going to go on a date because that's on a calendar that's a commitment work-life balance applies and is applicable to every facet of our life and sometimes we just need to utilize the resources that are available to us one of those simple you know routines and things is a shared calendar with your family i have a shared calendar with my family everybody sees what everybody's doing um, if there's a conflict, we discuss it, work it out. What's precedent? What's more important? Okay, Destiny, you have um, an award ceremony at seven. I had a happy hour that, oh, I'm gonna push that out the way because of course my daughter's award ceremony takes precedent. Oh, hon, you was also gonna do a thing with your girls that evening. Oh, you might wanna bounce that to Friday because Destiny's award ceremony takes precedent. Or if there's three conflicting things where everybody has something very important, everybody gotta stand on their own two feet. Destiny, you'll be there. We'll pick you up after we leave. Dad has this important meet, uh, meeting. Mom has to do something with the boys. We'll divide and conquer. We'll come back in the center when we're together. And just kind of having those conversations, having a calendar in the home. Everybody writes their important things. Like if you look at it, there's a calendar that we have in our home that sits right in our kitchen. It's just a quick check-in on what everyone got going on. Like my daughter next week is eighth grade, everything. So I already know I'm at her mercy. I don't even have to think about it because I already know it's on the calendar. My baby's getting ready for eighth grade dance. She's getting ready for her eighth grade trip, nails, hair. I already know my baby's already put it out there that this is what I need you for Monday. This is what I need for you on Tuesday. This is what I, so there's no, dad knows. And so work-life balance, that's kind of really truly how I've been able to govern my home. I almost run it like a business with love. Mm. Man, I love that, man. <clears throat> that calendar is something, I never thought about a shared calendar. I think I need, because 
I'm the super busy one in my family. So I'm always like, I got a calendar and everything. I kind of throw stuff on there as I need it, but I need to structure it a little more. But that has saved me a lot, especially with this podcast, man. I'm just like, oh, boy, I got to look at my calendar and make sure I ain't got this going on. And man, I done told this person I can end it. Boy, he going to have to push back another month. Right. You know, very important that that calendar is a big thing. And I think if I was to structure mine even more, that'll help me out. And uh, but that shared calendar, something that's something I'm gonna look into because a it's lot of beautiful, times, bro. my, my beautiful. wife is like, What do you got going on? I'm like, let me look at my calendar real quick. And then so if she actually had the same calendar as me, you know, because a lot of times I'm setting up the kids, doctor appointments, everything. So she's like, When did you say? So same, same, but man, I'm telling you, it's it um, the peace and the organization and structure that comes from it. Because there's been times I I knew I said something, and I like for a split second forgot. Oh, my wife can see it too. So like there's like I had like an eye surgery last week, and I forgot. You know, so I'm a man. I'm gonna handle it. While, you know, everybody's at work, school, whatever. I go and you know, my wife texts me at like 20, 30 minutes before the appointment. She was like, "Good good luck on your um my uh eye surgery today, hon." Um, because it was just like an out quick outpatient. Yeah. Oh, it's on the calendar. Yeah. Like, so just little stuff like or you know, if I put an exam or anything, a meeting, a big meeting, even today, today's meeting on our shared calendar. She texts me about 15 minutes ago, like before it started. She's like, Good luck on your uh your uh your podcast today, you know, because it's we're we're one, we're in sync. You know, you know what I'm doing, I know what you're doing, it's there, I don't have to question it, it's on the calendar. And and that's another thing that helps us get out of an argument on the other side. Maybe you didn't put it on the calendar. I didn't know. You didn't. I, I, you didn't tell me. You didn't. I didn't see it. Oh, you're right. Conversation over. I didn't, I didn't know it was on the calendar. I forgot. You know. It, and it's it, and it's a true, easy accountability measure that allows us to kind of really, you know, whatever. I, I didn't put it on the calendar. That's my bad. Mm. Next topic. Boy, you just put me up on game with this. And see, and this is why I love these podcasts so much, because like I always tell people, man, you can say this and say that about all the stuff you do. Man, at the end of the day, no one has all the answers and no one has it all together. Like we got to continue to learn, you know, and I think at times, you know, at times, you know, people look at me and see a lot of the stuff that I'm doing. And I'm just like, bruh, I'm... Why I'm not the, the, the answer. I got I struggle too, right? <laughs> For real. You know, and it might not look like it at times, but man, I got a lot of stuff that's up against me. And, you know, a lot of times when I tell people certain things I got going on, they're like, dang, Brian, know you had that going on. I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I don't like the dumping on people sometimes because I feel like certain people can't even deal with if I was, they wouldn't know what to do with what I tell you I got going on. So I kind of keep it to myself and keep the face on, but. And sometimes that's good emotional intelligence, man. Just being able to decipher when, is this a safe space? Are you the right person to even have this conversation with? Mm. Um, And and, and, and I don't want to miss your point, but like, that's why people like shrinks and mental health counselors and life coaches is so important, man. Cause sometimes we need to just go dump some stuff. And and, and and if you're a friend, cool. You, you know, if you have a confidant, you know, those are great people. And, and that's dope. But I know, I know also, I love my homie enough to where if I feel like I'm in a, just a rough cloud, 
I don't want to always be pouring that on you, bro. I don't want to always get that energy to you. I know you're going to listen because you love me, right? And the same, you know, you can call me if it's dire need or whatever, but there's also people who our insurance companies will either help pay for or pay for. And, and, and that's your job. So I can yeah. tell you everything I need and you, it's your job and your responsibility to give me logical explanations and feedback as it relates to what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to lean on that and take mm-hmm. that pressure off my people, you know, to, to, to like I say, to, to a certain degree, because that's healthy. That's good for my mental health. That's better on my homie's mental health. That's better on my wife's mental health. If mm-hmm. every time I'm going through something, I'm not just putting all that bad energy on you. I'm utilizing other resources to do that. And guess what? Now, when I go drop it on my life coach, now when I go drop it on my my, my shrink, I've dealt with it a lot more. I'm, I'm, I'm more than likely at, at better peace. I'm more centered. Now, if I talk to the homie, it's more of a, hey, man, this is what was going on, but I'm good now, baby. Or, uh, you know what I'm saying? Wifey, this is what I was dealing with. You know, I kind of kept it to the chest a little bit, talked to my life coach about it. You know, I know women, we want to feel, they want to feel, hey, I'm your go-to person. Absolutely. I want to tell you everything. Absolutely. But at the same time, I have enough love and respect for you too, to where I kind of diverge how I'm putting that information and energy out in the universe, because I want your energy just the same. You got to go home. You got to go to work and be in front of people and keep your positive vibe going on too. I don't need you to take my negative energy or my bad vibe to work with you. And now you fighting two battles. What your husband got going on mentally and what you got to deal with the people at work. Nah, I'm going to kind of curtail some of that. Utilize my resources first. Use the people who's supposed to help me do those things. And then when I bring it to you, it's a little more leveled out or it's a little, we're in a milder situation where maybe we're in bed and we're talking. Now it's a healthier conversation. We're just that brief and I'm just sharing with you what was going on. And, and I feel a lot better about it now. Or, you know, there are times where you might catch it right there and I crown your shoulder or whatever the case may be. You just have to understand that we got to utilize our entire circle. And that just doesn't mean family or friends because sometimes, some of the things you hold on to might just need best said and left with a professional and a professional only because you don't worry about it. You got to worry about it going nowhere. No matter how much you trust somebody, some things just needs to be said to, you know, that person who has an obligation to you to hold it to the chest because it might be something that you need professional guidance with, right? And so just kind of leaning on those different things, man, uh, it is very dope and it just allows for everything to work in sync. Boy, this man teaching today, boy, <laughs> man, ah, I ain't even gonna touch on a lot of that, man. That's <laughs> just so much, man. You know, and uh, I just always say, man, you know, like this podcast for me is like a blessing because I be needing this, man. You know, like just a lot of stuff you just said just then just brought back so many things. Like, man, that makes sense. Oh, it just give me, yeah. Bro, listen, you're doing what you need to do. Yes, but, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, man. Listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, I'm going to move on, man. So much, you know, and, and, and this is why I think we, as men, we got to have these conversations because you just, you never know, man. You know, we got to be able to sit down and at times question each other and get an understanding. It's like you just never know. And for me, like, at times this this podcast is like therapy for me, you know, a time where, you know, most of the time I'm by myself, kids are at school, my wife is at work, and it's like, I get a time to just 
get me some time to where I can really release. And now it's like I feel more ready and prepared for when the kids get home. I feel more prepared for when my wife gets home. And I, my mind is more clear. You know, my, 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 my heart is a little more light, you know, because at times I do, I carry around a lot of burdens and, you know, being able to just sit with another person and really just talk and chop it up, man, it's always like refreshing to me because most of the time I'm the person people come to with all of these things. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Boy, I got some and, stuff going on, man. It, it gets and, and 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 man, you have to be mindful of that because you know, especially if you if you if you really did learn about yourself that you're a giver or you're that person, you're that go-to person. You know what I'm saying? For a lot of people, you have to sometimes take a step back. Like, Damn, well, who is my go-to person, and what does that look like? Because if I want to dump half the stuff I was holding on with, I'm holding on bad things or energy for a host of friends and and clients, you know, and, and I got all these things. How do I go and divulge this in a healthy uh, professional or a healthy way to where I'm not just basically transferring all this negative dumps, these dumps on people um, without consideration. And we have to really have the emotional intelligence to do that um, and know when and how to even kind of make that happen while also not holding on it too long, you know, because when stuff festers, what now is what now was a quick easy fix or a quick combo is now something that I need to deal with more internally and I got to do deeper work to dump off because I held on it too long um and so yeah man that's uh that's vital bro that's vital uh and, and that's why I always sometimes I put an occasional text out there sometimes you gotta check on your strong friends we're not always okay um and sometimes that's that's just a dad you know having having to have the answer of I'll take care of it and you ain't even had time to process how you can take care of, it. you know, mm -hmm. people sleep on that type of pressure, you know, when, when, when your, your mom or, or when your, your wife or your children comes to you with something and you may not even have the answer right away. Um, but that response has to be, I'll take care of it. I'll look into it. Saying that all the time without being able to ever really say, no, I can't handle that. You, you're not supposed to say that, right? That's well, that's birds of, of an unheard of of a man or a father, right? But in that in that segment right there, that's pressure, right? To 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 have to perform when you might not be feeling your best self, when you're dealing with things emotionally and internally. Um, I, I'll, I'll go and give you a, you know a, a prime example. My mom, she she's been battling some things health wise. And um, that knocked me off my pivot, legitimately. But guess what? I still had to be a father. I still had to be a husband. I still had to be there for my clients. Man, how does that look? How do I do that? I'm hurting myself. You know what? I have to go talk to somebody. I need help with this. I need someone to help guide me through what this looks like because I'm hurting, right? But my daughter still has needs. My son still has needs. My client still has needs. My wife still has needs. And I still got to tell everybody, I'll take care of it. And so that's why we have to be really in tune with ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, because all these parts are interdependent on how we're able to be our best self, the best dad, the best husband, 
the best brother, the best homie. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if we're not filling our cup and we're not putting the right things in it. Guess what? We're giving other people BS. And that's just what it looks like. Whatever you pour in your cup and whatever you pour into yourself, if you try to give somebody a taste and it ain't right, it ain't good, you ain't putting the right stuff in it. Ain't nobody gonna want none of that drink. And that's kind of how we have to function. I have to pour stuff into me that's positive, you know, from my podcast to 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 my reads, to my spiritual pressure, uh, to to my, my my spiritual prayers, my meditation, trying to take care of myself. That way, my cup full, baby. What you need? I got you. You know, you all right today, boy. You ain't feeling your best. I'm good. I I filled my cup today. I'm straight. We're in that regard. I can tap in and, and take some of that pressure off you. What's going on with you now? I'm able to be better in every facet. Man, I worked out. I'm good. I'm feeling good. I got energy. I own 10 toes at your soccer game tonight, son. I'm energetic. I'm not sleepy. I'm not groggy. I'm here for you. I'm present. I put my phone down. I'm watching you. We good. Because I put the right things in that cup to pour back out that day. If I don't put the right stuff in the cup tomorrow, then it's that my day going to look like that. I'm tired. I didn't sleep right. I didn't eat right. Or I partied or I had drinks or whatever the case may be. If, if I don't pour the right things in that cup, then I'm pouring back bad stuff out to the people that that uh, that rely on me, depend on me, and the people that love me. Mm-hmm. Perpetuating cycle if we don't get it right. Yeesh. That can we talk community. I hope y'all getting this, man, as much as I'm getting it. For real. But man, before we get out of here, man, I want you to talk about Proud Fathers, man. Uh, what is Proud Fathers? How did you come up with it? You know, what's what you got going on with that? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked, man. In a a very short way, Proud Fathers is basically an empowerment organization business that basically empowers proud fathers to continually play an instrumental role in their kid's life. And we do that through events. We do that through apparel. And we do that through involvements like the one we're in now. Um, And so... Uh, for example, we have our inaugural Father's Day brunch coming up June 17th from 11.30 to 3 p.m. Showing love to the fathers, good eats, live music, live DJ, good vibes, apparel, be on deck for fathers to order. And so that's that's what Proud Father stands for, man. We, we basically taking fatherhood, making it cool, ensuring that dad knows that there's 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 love and light. And, and, and good energy and everything that we do. And so we can continuously have fun with it. You know, we'll throw, we'll throw on a Gucci shirt or a Louis shirt, or we'll throw on, you know, the different brands. But to me, this is one of the most invaluable brands I can wear. You know, this is letting, this is letting kids know, this is letting the community know that I am an active and involved father. And no, I don't have to display it, but I'm proud to show it. You know, and that's that's the the ideal around proud fathers. You know, yes, I know I'm a dad. Yes, I know I'm killing it. Yes, I'm involved. Yes, I'm there. But here's just another reminder to those who may not be so proud of. Uh, here's another reminder or some more empowerment to those who, you know, might seem unheard or might feel unheard or might feel unseen. You're a proud father. You're doing your thing. We see you. And, as, and if we get whim of it, and if we get, you know, uh, uh, access to what you got going on, we're going to highlight it, we're going to share it, we're going to talk about it, we're going to embrace it, we're going to clap for each other, we're going to salute you, and we're going to continuously put you in spaces or set the stage 
to have another another safe space for proud fathers to kind of really connect, build off each other, lean on each other, and embrace each other um, through everything that we'll continuously do. Uh, inaugural brunches and, and, and things like the daddy daughter daddy daughter ball that's upcoming. Um, various uh, empowerment seminars and conferences that pr our proud fathers have coming up. Um, and so that is kind of really how we'll continuously pour into the community, providing apparel just the same, just showing love and light, man, to proud fathers. That's our vibe. Love that. And, and where would that be at? So, for, so in the inaugural Father's Day brunch is going to be at the Sheraton Hotel. Um, Eventbrite's already set up. If you just type in Proud Fathers on Eventbrite or, you know, there's the links all over my social media. You know, you can go to, uh, you can follow us on all social media plat platforms. Our very main and primary platforms is both Facebook and Instagram. We also have a website, of course, but the uh, handles is Proud Fathers with two S's. That's P-R-O-U-D-F-A-T-H-E-R-S-S. Both on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter and TikTok at Proud Fathers is where you can stay in tune and stay in the know with everything we have going on. And then, of course, our website for apparel, www.proudfathers.co. That's C-O, proudfathers.co. Um, and you'll see everything you need and you'll be able to stay tuned with everything we got going on. And I love that. I'm going to definitely have to check it out because I'm going to need me a shirt so I can rock it around the city, man. Oh, they there, man. And that's in, especially like the, uh, our performance line, man, that when I was in, when I was, when I, when we were designing that shirt, it was like, what is a shirt? Cause you know, we, we all, we're a creature of habits. We got a few things we know when I'm about to hit the road real quick, I just need to throw it on real quick. That's my shirt. It's comfortable. It's sleek. It, it's, it's easier to wash. And, and, and it's, uh, it's a quality shirt. It lasts a long time. And that's one of my performance shirts. Going to the game, I'm going to pick the kids up. I'm about to go grocery shopping real quick. That's my shirt. You know, that's that's one of those. It's a it's a timeless it's a timeless piece. And and uh, the idea is to see so many men rocking and wearing it, um, and, and really embracing what it is to be a proud father. I love man. I love man for y'all out there listening, man. Y'all going. Get, get 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 the shirts man support and y'all in jacksonville right we're based out of jacksonville but we ship nationwide okay so man if you're anywhere in the area man support my man i got one more question i want you to say i'll talk say answer this one right here man if you could talk with the 18 year old version of dan and knowing everything you know right now at your current age and if you could give that young man one piece of advice going forward, what would you say to him? Time is the most invaluable thing and the biggest asset of our lives. Be intentional with it. Be selfish with it when needed. But more importantly, um, honor it and value it. Show up for people when you say you're going to show up. Be there for people when you say you're going to be there. Um, and expect the same from others, and because that 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 goes into everything else that we'll do in this life, from a professional standpoint, from a personal standpoint. Sometimes just being there, doing what you say you were going to do. Um, a lot of people take that for granted, but when we're dead and gone, all we ever have is our word and our legacy and our name. So, time, man, be be intentional with time. It's invaluable. It's important. Uh, 
And that would definitely be the thing that I said to my 18 year old self being valuable. I mean, remember that time is invaluable and uh, honored in every facet. Mm-hmm. That's some advice we can all take going forward, man. Y'all listen, this right here was a blessing for me. Um, I needed this. Um, and I, I, I appreciate you, man. You know, we gonna definitely got to stay tapped in with one another, man. You know, I, um, I got y'all, got all your social medias, man. And we gonna, we gonna definitely stay up, man. You know, cause I, I, I just, I'm always trying to add to my team, you know, guys, you know, uh, glean from, you know, I, I, and bro, you shared a lot of wisdom and that's, that's what I need. You know, I, um, going forward, you know, I just, I'm always trying to, gain you know a bigger circle you know guys of dads husbands people that i know that i can lean on if i ever need it man and um absolutely and i definitely uh shoot you my uh, personal contact when we get off the line here as well do that man do that man so um yeah i ain't gonna keep you too much longer man I, like i say man i appreciate you giving your time um sharing all this wisdom and uh, man, continue to be great, man. Continue to be a proud father. Continue to do what you're doing, man. Love them babies, love your wife, and uh, just keep on pushing, my man. Appreciate you, man. Love what you're doing as well, man. Hey, man, I really be able to call away if you need my brother. I'm gonna send you my contact info. Let's stay tapped in. If there's anything I can do for you, anything you got going on, I can play a part. Think of me. I'll be here, and uh, vice versa, bro. Oh yeah. For sure. So for all the dads out there, man, in the dad, can we talk community? Man, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And we're going to call it a day on that one on episode 111. And we out of here. Peace. Yes, sir. <laughs>